Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, all you rockers and rollers out there, or should I say, metalheads, you're listening to Talking Metal. My name's Eric Turner. I'm in a band called Warren, and I'm a fan of the show, too. Mark Striegel, John Astronomy, the Talking Metal Podcast. Coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft. I'm Bud Friendly. And now, your hosts, Mark and John. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. It's John Astronomy here with Mark Striegel in, of course, Midtown Manhattan. Today we are over by Penn Station hanging out, and we have a great show for you today. Eric Turner of Warrant, one of my absolute favorite bands. I first saw them uh, when they opened up for Paul Stanley in 1989 up at the uh, Channel in Boston. And uh, since then, they've been one of my all-time favorite bands. Yeah. Now, who opened up? That was the Paul Stanley solo tour. Um, Mark Striegel here, by the way, guys. How are you? Uh, who opened up that Paul Stanley solo tour? Because I, I saw it in, in Trenton, but didn't Bullet Boys open some dates, too? You know what? I didn't see the Bullet Boys. Um, that might have been in some of the other cities. I saw two shows, I believe, Boston and Pittsburgh, and weren't were the openers on both of those gigs. Okay. Great, great tour. The Paul Stanley Club Tour, it was kind of a big deal. It was really the first time Paul was out on the road touring with Eric Singer, I believe. Right, John? That is correct. And uh, Bob Kulik, uh, Bruce Kulik's brother, uh, was the guitar player. And uh, they had a keyboard player named Gary Corbett. And uh, forgive me, I need to look up what the bassist name was, but he was a really great guy. Right on, right on. So, yeah, we're, we're thrilled Eric Turner is on the podcast I was talking to John before we started recording here. It's like when Warrant came out, I liked what they were doing. I was I was really into them. But it's it, you know I'm almost a bigger Warrant fan now. And in the years since Cherry Pie and since they kind of had their wild, massive success and popularity and platinum albums, it, they, I ended up listening to them more and more, kind of almost after the fact. I guess I'm I was late to the Warrant party, but I have to say that. I saw them for the probably the second time in like '96 in a club in in Long Island, uh, and I Eric and I actually talked. 
I think we talk about that during this interview. And it was on uh, the Ultraphobic Tour. And that was kind of where they went kind of grungy. The, we're going to play a song off that record later, and it almost has like a King's X vibe about it. A very different sound for Warren and a very good sound for Warren. Again, that's the Ultraphobic uh, album that they put out, and I believe in like 95 or 96. So stay tuned to hear that, and stay tuned for Eric Turner's interview with Talking Metal. Right now, let's hit some Warren, John. This is Sex Ain't Love. This is from a number of years back. It features their current vocalist, Robert Mason. And uh, basically backing him up is the classic Warrant lineup, the guys that were on those at least first three records, including Eric Turner. So here we go. Sex Ain't Love on Talking Metal.
That was Sex Ain't Love by Warrant right here on Talking Metal, featuring our guest tonight, Eric Turner of Warrant. One of my favorite bands. One of the cool things that they used to have are these mic stands that, instead of just having one mic, there were two mics on the top of the stand, and so they could do these cool backup vocals, and it's the first time I've ever seen that. Uh, you know, it's not that crazy of a thing, but it's uh, very cool. I have not seen that uh, many other times, but it's a cool thing Warren had together. And uh, I remember seeing him up at the channel, and I remember talking to him. I met Jerry Dixon backstage uh, after that show. And I think I met a few of the guys in Pittsburgh as well. And then, of course, I interviewed Janie Lane at that VH1 acoustic gig down at the uh, club in Jersey, Starland Ballroom. Which we got to find, because, you know, after Janie Lane died, I was looking for that episode, and it was mysteriously missing from from iTunes, um, so we definitely have to do some hunting and try to find that Janie Lane interview, because that, that's, at this point, that's historic, that's classic, I, I'd love to hear it, I remember it being quite good. Uh, John, we're going to get to some listener emails, or I'm sorry, voicemails right now, let's play the first one and we'll come back and talk about it. Hey Mark, it's Matt Rankin from Rockington, New York, I just wanted to check in with you, so a couple of quick questions for the show, uh, if you could name one concert this year, like the hands down the best concert you, you've been to all year, what would that be? And second, uh, what's your favorite release so far this year, 2016? Uh, my favorite concert was down in Atlanta. I got to see Prague Power USA, which in about four days I got to see 20 bands, and that was pretty insane, and actually got to meet a lot of them as well. <clears throat> and my favorite release is by a band I kind of discovered out of Brazil, a band called Alma. A-L-M-A-H. Great album uh, called EVO. Check it out if you get a chance. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Matt Rankin, thanks so much for checking in with Talking Metal. Great to hear from you, Matt. Yeah, as far as best concerts this year, I've seen so many good ones. And just off the top of my head, Sabbath at PNC Art Center, Guns N' Roses, who I saw in Las Vegas, and and where else? Uh, and at Giant Stadium with you, John. Um, also, Anthrax at the Rock Derby. I was totally into their set. Loved the, seeing them. Judas Priest in Newark, which was not this year, but it was within the last year. It was like November 2015. was an amazing memory for me. Now, John, you've seen many Ace shows. Have you caught much else besides Ace this year? Because I know you've just been on the road with him like nonstop. Yeah, you know what's crazy is that I haven't been to too many shows other than the shows I'm managing, which are these Ace Freely dates. And uh, the only concert that I know of that wasn't an Ace show that I went to um, was the Guns N' Roses concert at uh, Giant Stadium, which was amazing. It was the same one that Mark went to. And that was just an awesome show, great vibe, uh, so cool. Some of the highlight Ace shows that... I can just say, not, not necessarily because of like what I was doing with Ace, but just because there was a cool vibe or a cool opening band where um, we did some dates uh, with Jeff Tate. And I'm trying to figure out, was that this year or last year? It was either this year or last year. And uh, playing uh, a gig with Jeff Tate was great, and his band uh, was very cool, Operation Mind Crime. Uh, there was a really cool festival in um, Florida as well, uh, and uh, there were a lot of great bands there. Quiet Riot was there, Sebastian Bach, a lot of great bands. 
And uh, then uh, some of the ace shows that stick out, the House of Blues in Chicago was a really, really fun show. Uh, of course, Enough's Enough uh, opened that gig, and uh, those guys are just great. Chip's Enough uh, has become one of my really close friends. Uh, throughout the last few years, like uh, I had ran into Chip at a uh, uh, out in Chicago when he and Mancow invited Ace onto the Mancow show, and ever since then, Chip and I have uh, stayed in touch, and uh, he's just been great. And it's really cool to have enough enough on these Ace gigs. Absolutely. And Matt, as far as uh, albums go, there's been a lot of great records. I like that new Anthrax record a lot. I also want to mention Scorpion Child. Uh, the name of the record is Acid Roulette. It's a great record. You should definitely check it out. It came out this year. And let's now get into the album you mentioned by Alma. EVO is the record, and this song is called Higher.
just heard was the song Higher by Alma. Alma? Alma? I'm not sure. H-L-M-A-H, recommended by our listener Matt Rankin. Let's get to the next call right now. You, too, can call Talking Metal at 973-757-1917. Here we go. Mark, this is Jerry from Long Island. Love the podcast. My favorite ones are the year-end review where you guys review the uh, albums of the year. Uh, Ghost isn't my new favorite band, thanks to you. You played He Is on the show, and I'm going to go see Ghost now for the second time up in Brooklyn, King's Theater, November. Hope to see you there. And maybe you could play Ghost's bonus track, Zenus. Thanks, dude. That was Jerry from Long Island, and Jerry is a Ghost fan. I'm glad that it sounds like I turned you on to to Ghost, Jerry, so that's awesome. And I'm glad you like the year-end specials we've done the last couple years. Those are a lot of fun. And he's asking, are we going to the Ghost Show on November 12th, John? Yes, we are. You are for sure. I, I, mo- I don't have tickets yet. John was just tipping me off how to get some good club seats for it. Um, I'm most likely going. I hope to see you there, Jerry. And definitely look for John and probably myself at the Ghost Show at the King's Theater, November 12th in Brooklyn, New York. And per your request, Jerry, here's the song Zenith by Ghost.
That was Zenith by Ghost, one of my favorite bands. That goes out to Jerry from Long Island who called into the Talking Metal voicemail line. Yeah, I love Ghost. I'm really into that newer tune, Square Hammer. I think that is a freaking amazing song. And I put something up online on Facebook saying that I love that song. And, you know, there's all these comments. And one of the coolest comments was Dave Ellison. He, he commented that it was a great song, too. So, of course... Dave Ellison of Megadeth, who, believe it or not, was at the Silver Spacecraft once. And uh, he was really cool. He came over for an interview. And then um, I wanted to show him how to get where he was going, so I jumped in his car and we drove for a while. And then when he got to where he knew how to get to uh, wherever he was going to visit family members, I believe, in Jersey, I jumped out and uh, just, uh, you know, headed back home or hung out in my area in Jersey. So... Uh, he was really cool, but anyway, go Square Hammer, one of my favorite songs I- at the moment. I- I'm I'm obsessed with that. I'm listening to it over and over and over and over again. It's like crazy. But and and back to Matt Matt's question about great concerts, and you just mentioned Megadeth. I I did see Megadeth in Newark less than two weeks ago at this point, I think, and they were just a lot of fun. Suicidal Tendencies, Amana Marth, Megadeth. It was a great show. I unfortunately missed Metal Church. They were on that bill, too. They played at like 6.30 or something, so yeah, I missed them. But let's get into a little Warrant. Our guest today is Eric Turner from Warrant. This is Family Panic off the Ultraphobic record. And again, listen to this, guys. It's almost got a King's X vibe or something. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let me know what you think. Give me a a, a voicemail at 973-757-1917. Again, this is Family Panic by Warren off Ultraphobic.
What you just heard was Family Panic by Warrant. Good stuff there, John. You ran into a Talking Metal fan somewhere recently, right? Yeah, I ran into a really cool Talking Metal listener. His name is Neil Cedar. I was at the post office right next to Port Authority, 42nd Street between 7th and 8th Avenue. Back in the day, that was a pretty bad area. And uh, I, I hate to say it, but it's sort of going down again, in my opinion. There was a guy that just, like, jumped out at me the other day. I'm walking down the street, and I'm always in that area. And uh, I'll tell you, after some of those ace shows in New York, uh, you know, a lot of times I'm walking the streets at, like, you know, 2 a.m. coming from the gig or running errands or doing different things. And uh, I'll tell you, over by, you know, Hell's Kitchen, 42nd, 44th, 8th Avenue, Show World, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's, I think it's going down again. But anyway, back to Neil. Neil Cedar. He is a Talking Metal listener. And, Mark, he met you at the Paul Diano show a couple of years ago. But So, anyway, Nick, it was great to meet you. And, you know, send us a request. Yeah, Paul Diano show that. I saw Paul at the B.B. Uh, King Blues Club, and that's the famous night, at least in my lifetime, where I picked Paul Diano up at his hotel and drove him to the, his sold-out show. He, basically, I interviewed him, and after the interview, the, him and this like tour manager guy were like, what, what are you doing now? I was like, well, I'm driving into the show. They're like, oh, can we come with you? And so I actually drove Paul Diano to his show. Yeah, that, that is an amazing thing. Coming from being in a tour manager status, I... That is out of control and so cool that you you did that. Yeah, saved them the uh, the the cab fare as as Paul told me, and and that was the best because it was it was actually Jay Bones, uh, our friend Jay Bones was driving the car, so it was Jay Bones, myself, Paul Diano, and his tour manager in the car, and that was when the real stories came out about Maiden that didn't make the actual interview. Uh, it was a lot of fun, good memory. Anyways, let's uh, we've been talking and playing tunes long enough and we got a great guest on today's show this guy is eric turner the founding members of warrant he's been on every single warrant record which only two people can actually say and he's one of them so let's uh let's actually get into this interview listening to his side project this is dick von rock featuring eric turner we'll check that out and that'll be followed by my interview with eric turner
Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and that song we heard right there, Wild Wild West by Dick Von Rock. And on the line with us from Dick Von Rock and, of course, Warrant, Eric Turner. Eric, how are you? Hey, man. How's it going? Thanks for playing something new off my, uh, my little side project. Yeah, tell, tell me about that. That is a very different sound than Warrant, obviously. I'm hearing a lot of, like punk influence there as opposed to like hard rock and metal um tell us a little back the backstory behind this project yeah the backstory is jerry and i have a company called down boys music and we do a lot of background cues for tv shows commercials movies you know we do some songs as well but mostly background cues and we got a request for a life proof commercial that they wanted some music that was kind of along the lines of circle jerks and we had 24 hours to turn in some music. So a good buddy of mine who lives down the, the street, Skyla Talon is his name, a real talented guy, guitar player. I, I called him after my meeting from the road and said, hey, you want to take a shot at this? we got 24 hours and uh, to turn in some music. So he recorded two songs, just, you know, the music. He recorded all the music beds, guitars, bass, drums, everything. And then I just came in there and, and screamed and shouted over the top of it and just made up lyrics that, that I thought were appropriate for the Life Proof commercial. You know, I had these guys skateboarding all through downtown and they're kind of rebels, kind of, you know, definitely punk rock vibe to it. Cool. So those two songs were um, uh, Go Faster and God, what's the other one? Um, I can't even remember the name of the other song that's on there. Uh, as well, I'd have to look it up. Right. <laughs> Shows you how often I right. listen to the yeah. record. But, uh, oh, I'm free is right. the other track. I'm free and go faster are the two. So we did those two. We submitted them for the show or for the commercial, and they liked it, and everybody liked it. And at the end of the day, welcome to this business. Even though they liked it and we got paid for it, they ended up not using it at the end of the day. But we had so much fun writing those songs. I'm like, hey man, let's keep writing some songs. That was a blast and came real quick and real easy. So. That's how Dick Von Rock was born. Wow, interesting. And do you, do you do a lot of stuff like that, like writing for commercials and stuff? Or performing uh, not as much for as I'd like to. Yeah. Not as much as I'd like to for commercials. Uh, we work on, like right now, we're working on the Wahlburgers. We're working on Hollywood Medium. Um, earlier, a couple months ago, we were doing a bunch of stuff with pit bulls and parolees. We got our we got started on season two of Duck Dynasty. Good buddy of mine, wow. Rick Savage. Uh, introduced me to the people over at Tech Dynasty. They, Rick, the same production company, produced his show, Savage Family Diggers, and we started working on that show in 2012, and we still do. And that just led to more shows and more shows and word of mouth. And so, yeah, there's our little Down Boys Music Company is uh, legit, and we've had like over 1,500 pieces of music plays so far. Wow, it's incredible. And again, back to the, the, the side project, Dick Von Rock. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, Dick Von Rock. Um, yeah. We needed a name. Every you know, Trying to find names for a project is almost impossible. Every cool name on the world is taken. And I was watching Entertainment Tonight or something, and they were doing a piece on, on uh, Dick Van Dyke. And so I'm like, I love this guy. <laughs> He's an inspiration. He's great. I'm like, right. I don't know why. It just popped in my head, Dick Von Rock. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> and it's so interesting. I went and looked everywhere. Yeah, I went and looked everywhere on the Internet trademarks and all this different stuff and there was no nobody's ever used dick on rock like that's it yeah name of the project 
Nice. And it's interesting you're doing vocals on this. You don't play any guitar on the record? No, no. I just um, scream and shout, man. I, I get to write lyrics and and get my um, my yah-yahs out, I guess you would say. Um, uh, maybe I'm a closet wannabe singer. I don't know. It's just fun, man. Right. It's just a lot of fun. We, we have a, The lyrics are tongue-in-cheek. And um, that's why I, I wanted to name the, the CD Scream and Shout, because that's all I'm doing. I don't really... I'm not a singer, um, but I'm having fun yelling into the mic. And did you, when you were growing up, did you listen to a lot of like punk rock and stuff like that? Not, was... a, not a lot. More and more, I started listening to punk rock when like Green Day okay. came out. The new wave of, of punk pop is when I started listening to, uh, to that stuff. And of course, everybody loves the Ramones. Oh, you yeah. know, everybody loves the Sex Pistols. Of course, I listened to that, but I wasn't. I wouldn't call myself heavily into the punk scene. I was a metalhead, Iron Maiden, Priest, Saxon, you know, stuff like that. Riot. Right on. That's the stuff that I that I grew up on and loved playing. Cool. Well, let's kind of segue over to your your other band. Or yeah, your real yeah, band, my, I guess I would say. The real, the yeah. real band, my real life, uh, not my pretend life. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a, a new Warrant record. 2011, I think, was the last studio record you guys had out, or last record period. Um, and I saw on your site, it says you're working on some, some new material, and I just wanted to confirm that with you and see when we um, might hear this. Yeah, no, I'm happy to say the Frontiers, uh, they put out Rockaholic in 2011 and it was a two record deal and they had an option to pick up the second record and honestly for two years at least they've been bugging us to do another cd and we just haven't had the material we haven't written a whole lot you know we tour we tour we tour all the time and everybody's got other little things they do on the side as well so there just really wasn't any time to make a record and you know Long story short, after a couple of years of them harping on us and emailing us once a month, we finally, you know, talked about it as a band and and signed the uh, the second option deal about six weeks ago or so. And cool, game on. We have about twelve songs demoed right now, give or take one or two. And I'm really digging the material and a lot of cool stuff there. It's just demos. Um, we're slated to start recording. We actually start pre-production the day after Thanksgiving. We're going to do three days of pre-production, and then we go into uh, Jeff Tilson from Dawkin and Foreigner. He's producing the record. So we're going to load into his studio, and I think we have six weeks blocked awesome. out well, that's to, exciting uh, to, know to record Jeff's... the new CD. Yeah, Jeff did a great job on the uh, the Last in Line album earlier this year. So, wow, that's, that's great. I'm glad you're working with Jeff. And this is still the, the lineup that you've had in place, which is essentially really the classic warrant lineup from those first three records along with with robert mason on, on vocals now right yeah back uh in 2004 um we got you know joey and, and steven back in the band which you know the core of warrant uh the four of us and jamie st james from black and blue and we did uh we did three and a half years with that lineup and we did a cd called born again right in like 2006 yeah, there's some some good material on there. It was a big deal for us because you know, we had what I think is one of the greatest, you know, hair band, metal band songwriters and singers in the business, Jamie Lane, in our band, and he was always our musical leader. So that was the first time 
you know, he wasn't there in the band anymore and we were making a record and it kind of fell upon all our shoulders and, and Jerry Dixon, you know, grabbed the ball, ran with it. And so I had a few co-writes and Jamie wrote a bunch of stuff and Jerry wrote a ton of stuff. And, um, and we did a CD with Pat Regan, who's famous for working with Kiss and Ted Nugent and Richie Blackmore and, and on and on. Right. So it, it turned out pretty cool. And we got some confidence from doing that CD and we had a pretty good, you know, some good feedback from the fans. And then in 2008, Janie came back to the band. We had the original lineup together for a year, a little less than a year. And unfortunately that imploded. Right. And at the end of 2008, we, um, we asked Robert Mason to, uh, come out and to, to Los Angeles and, and play some music with us, get in the room and hash it out. And remember we played down boys. I couldn't hear them very well. And then, then we played, um, I saw red, which is a ballad. Sure. And it's more quiet and dynamic. And, and he sang that song and I was getting chills up both wow. arms. I'm like, Oh my God, this is the guy, you know? So he's been in the band hard to believe in eight years. And, uh, we've done one CD and things are good, man. <clears throat> things are good. Excellent. Cool. And as far as the, the style, you mentioned some of the, the songs are demoed already that you're working on for this new record. Uh, you know, Warren is a band, really, when you look at it, you've had some different musical styles through the years. Uh, what what style are we looking at um, for this record? I would call it a cross between, you know, classic 70s hard rock and, and 80s hard rock that we're known for from everything that I'm hearing from the demos. It's pretty rocking stuff. and um, But it has that melodic sensibility. You know, we all grew up on pretty much the same bands. Um, you know, Robert's heavily influenced by not only 80s rock, you know, bands, but, you know, guys like, um, you know, Bad Company, Paul Rogers, Steve Marriott. So a little more grit, a little more blues rock, I would say, with, with some good melodies. That's how I would describe it. Cool. You know, and I, I wanted to ask you about a record that I think was a little off the beaten path for you guys, but I really liked it. And it was, you had some different members in the band at the time. I actually saw you on, on this, on the tour that you did for, for it, the, the ultra phobic album, which came out, I think 96 ish. What are your memories of that record? Do you, do you think it aged well? Cause I recently went back and listened to it and I was like, this is really good still. And I liked it at the time when it came out. Yeah, you know, all the we had been pelted by the whole grunge thing and the hair metal backlash in the media and from our peers and stuff like that. And Joey had left the band, and and uh, you know we had asked Stephen to leave, and it was just a really kind of weird dark time. Janie had quit the band and then come back after six months, and you know we were just starting over. We got dropped from our label, and so. Uh, luckily, we we bounced back on our feet and we signed with BMG and a guy named Tom Lipsky put a label together and signed us. And so we got Rick Steyer and um, James Kotak from Kingdom right. Come. We had done some tours with them. And then Dave White, who had played keyboards with us on the Doggy Dog Tour, he was still in, in the fold. And so we got Bo, we met with Bo Hill, who had produced dirty rotten filthy stinking rich and cherry pie and you know the vibes were there and so we just went in and and did a, a record and you can definitely hear some of the drop d tunings and some of the grunge influence along right. with you know jamie's musical sensibility i mean he's just you know the guy's always going to sing something you know like 
melodic, cheap trick Beatles, you know, where he comes from, you know, journey. He just, he comes from that world, but then he mixes it in with, with hard rock. And, um, so yeah, so I thought, I thought the CD turned out great. Um, sonically, you know, Bo is a great producer. And, um, so it, it definitely holds up. We, we dumped some money into it quite a bit, quite a bit of money actually looking back now. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's cool. You know, that, People ask about us playing that stuff all the time, and we're just not going to play anything that the four of us didn't play on. You know, people always ask about, you know, like Belly to Belly or Ultraphobic or even right. Born Again. You know, we get a lot of requests for Born Again, too, and it's just like, well, Robert didn't sing on that, you know. Sure. Steven and, and Joey didn't play on those, you know, Ultraphobic and Belly to Belly. So it just doesn't feel right. You know, we got enough material from, you know, from... You know, Dirty Rock, Phil Stinkin' Rich, Cherry Pie, Doggy Dog, you know, old, uh, Rockaholic. There's four CDs with about 45 songs worth of material right there. So, and we typically play maybe 17 songs a night. So, it's just, uh, yeah, now we're working on this new CD. So, that I'm, I'm glad that stuff is out there, and I'm glad people enjoy it and ask about it and say nice things about it. But if you didn't see it back then... Right. I, I just don't imagine you ever will. Yeah, we're not I, rem- play it. I remember seeing it back then. Uh, you guys were, I think it was a, it was Warren Slaughter and Vince Neil. You remember that tour? Oh yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> it was, uh, I remember. A lot I saw of blurry, a lot of blurry good times on that tour. Yeah, I remember the night I saw it. Actually, Vince Neil had punched out Robbie Crane, and Dana Strum was frantically trying to learn the. The, the Motley Crue songs backstage to play the play the set with them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you were talking about that tour and that lineup, the first thing that came to mind was the night Robbie and Vince were duking it out in the parking lot. Yeah. I was there, and of course we all were. And, and that's the first thing that came to mind. So interestingly enough that you should say that. Yeah, that's some uh, <laughs> classic rock and roll mayhem going down. Yeah. That night is uh, a little ridiculous looking back now, but... These things happen when you uh, are on the road too long and there's massive amounts of alcohol being consumed. I hear you. And as far as Warrant goes, do you have songs in the vault, like with Janie, that maybe have, have not been released and that maybe someday we might hear? Um, uh, We have no plans to, you know, release any unreleased material or not, you know, with the, the Napster and that whole world, but... I'm sure pretty much anything we've ever recorded is probably out there somewhere, you know, demos and stuff, bootlegs that we've done. But, um, you know, we're really looking forward, you know, into the future, not too much on the past at all, other than the material that we play live. Cool. Uh, we're proud of our past, and we wear it like a badge of honor. And, you know, been in this band for 30-some years, so... You know, of course, we're proud of it, but at the same time, we're excited about making new, you know, writing new material and and going into the next chapter. Excellent. Well, like I said, I've been a fan of the last two records and definitely looking forward to to the next one. So, uh, psyched to hear it. And thanks for joining us here on Talking Metal, Eric. And before I let you go, uh, Ian McCurdy is the guy who hooked us up with uh, the interview with you. Where do you know Ian from? Ian is a rock and roll maniac. He's yeah. a good dude, and uh, we somehow we became friends. Just you know how it is in the social media world and concerts and different stuff like that. So he's a 
cool dude and i appreciate him hooking us up and you having me on the show i i listen to your show and your podcast i dig it and uh, thank you for promoting our genre of music and rock and roll and music in general uh keeping it alive man thank you for all you do Absolutely. And yeah, thank you guys. I'm so glad you're still out there doing it. I, last time I saw you was up at Heavy Montreal. I guess it was a little over a year ago at this point. Great, great set yeah. that night. Yeah. So look forward to seeing you again. What do you got coming up? You got uh, any festivals? I guess the festival season's kind of over at this point. You got it? Yeah. Yeah. Things are slowing down. We're doing um, November 3rd. We're in Houston. Cool. Uh, November 5th, we're in Vegas. And then. We got some shows in December. We're doing some <clears throat> festival style shows with uh, Brett Michaels, Rat, Warrant. I want to say Doc and LA Guns. I'm not. I'm not sure. You can go online, but we have three shows in December. We're gonna have to take a little break from recording the record, go out, play some shows, and and come back. But um, I think we have about five, five or six shows left to finish off this year. And it's been a great year for us. Again, um, the last few years touring has been awesome. The shows are getting bigger and better and playing on more cool packages. And I hope that continues into the future because we love it. Excellent. Well, best of luck to you, Eric. Yeah, thanks, man. Let me know when uh, when it's coming out and I'll uh, help promote it. Yeah, cool.
That was Mr. Rainmaker off of Cherry Pie by Warren featuring our guest, Eric Turner. Mark, great interview with Eric. Thanks, man. And it's got me thinking, you know, you mentioned that Janie Lane interview. we got to find that. It's got to be – I have this crate of a lot of interviews backed up to – to CD, I got to go through that because we got to actually re-air that. I I think there's been so many great talking metal interviews that we should occasionally do like a a best of talking talking metal and go back and revisit some of those interviews. Uh, I think that would be a good idea. Anyways, nine seven three seven five seven one nine one seven is our hotline number. Please leave us a message. I think we're gonna wrap it up. John just got a new drink. What's that? Seven and seven. Seven and seven. They didn't know what that was at this. Yeah, it's a pretty common drink, right? What is seven up and and vodka? Oh, see, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, seven and seven. But see, usually no one has seven, and so it's either like seven and Sprite or seven and Sierra Mist, which I'm not really a one of them. I'm not a fan of. I, I think it's Sierra Mist. No offense. I'll drink Sierra Mist by itself, but uh, but you can also substitute if you're wondering Canadian Club for the Seagram Seven or. Uh, you can use Crown Royal, or you can use Seagram's VO. It's a similar vibe in all those different drinks. Right on. Cool. Guys, big thanks to Matt for calling in. Big thanks to Jerry for calling in. Big thanks for Eric Turner for calling in. Big thanks to Ian McCurdy for setting up the Eric Turner interview, guy you introduced me to. Ian McCurdy, one of my best buddies. He's uh, helped out and done a lot of great work for Ace Freely and uh, he is a watch expert and um, uh, let me just say I have some really great watches courtesy of my good friend Ian McCurdy Seiko rules cool guys thanks so much a little warrant here to take us out this is the classic Uncle Tom's Cabin possibly my favorite warrant tune I really love this tune great thing a great dark story behind it. What's the story behind Uncle Tom's Cabin? Do you know? Well, it sounds like in the song, uh, the sheriff or some authority figure and some other guy from the town were, were trying to put this girl's body down a well. That's what I get from it. And uh, I'm not sure where that was inspired from, though. We'll have to look it up. Anyways, here we go. Uncle Tom's Cabin. Thanks, guys. Visit the Talking Metal website. Connect with John on social media. We got that his Facebook page and all that linked through the uh, the website. John's personal website, which is what, astronomy.com or .net? Uh, both. Uh, believe it or not, the site actually, I think, lives on .net, but you can get there through .com. Right on. Cool. You can check me out on Twitter and also on Facebook. And we got a Talking Metal Instagram open now, so check that out. All right, guys, this is Uncle Tom's Cabin on Talking Metal.
some got down Real, real hard that we wouldn't make a sound Running through the woods back to Funky Town Shut where the full moon shines through the rooftop cracks Oh my God, come on 